0: Hey guys, before we start the episode, I just wanted to insert a little editor's note here. Um, We recorded this via Skype, and there were some connectivity issues on my end, and there was something going on with my microphone, I guess, and there's some noticeable racket whenever I'm talking, so I just wanted to apologize beforehand about the quality of this episode not being the greatest, but I hope you all are able to stick it out, because there's a lot of great stuff to learn about the Infinite during this episode. Also, I wanted to give a big shout out to my dad, who really, really pulled for this episode to happen, and he's a big fan of the Infinite, so, Dad, thanks for supporting me, and enjoy the episode.
1: Hey, it's Warhorse, and you're listening to the Four Sides Podcast, and don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the Four Sides Podcast too, otherwise Warhorse Horse is gonna rule your ass!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Four Sides Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Carr. I hope you all are having a happy new year so far. Um, Today, we have a special guest with us. He's been with uh, Cape Championship Wrestling for about a couple years now. Uh, He's the big man of the singularity. He is the infinite. Infinite, how you doing, man?
1: Doing great. How about yourself?
0: Doing all right, man. You guys get plenty of snow up your way? Oh, God, yeah. I don't like during that. Yeah, for those that don't live around here, uh, we got pretty much a foot of snow, so we're we're excited, but some of us are not so excited. But anywho, uh, so obviously you're in wrestling right now, Um, so what made you a wrestling fan, man? Oh man, that's a really
1: expansive story, so I'll just do like the short version. Um, I remember when I first saw it, I am, I was flipping through the channels, or I think uh, someone asked me to go into the room and they were showing it to me i just don't remember who that person is I, I was like three or four or five i don't know but as soon as i saw a uh, road warrior animal i that immediately caught my attention and i remember kane being my favorites and then it really just branched off from there just like any other you know fan just the characters really caught your attention and then the storylines and before you know it i'm just kind of like i kind of want to do this too <laughs> and so uh I like to act, I like to do films, I like to uh I like films in general and so it, um just putting together wrestling and you know just regular theater like that's all pretty interesting to me so it all just it all works out. I love wrestling.
0: Very interesting. I didn't really expect the the film background from you. It's not a few I, I, film background. I just I like films in general. So I guess oh,
1: Okay. It's, and so, like, and I, I like to see like how it's put together and stuff, and like, I've, I, don't know, I just like storytelling. I guess you can say if you want to put it in layman's terms.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a big part of wrestling these days. Um, another thing that really surprised me because um, you kind of look like a young guy to me. Um, I'm really surprised to hear that one of the first wrestlers you seen was Road Warrior Animal. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know if it was live or if it was like a, a recording of some sort, but I do remember. The very first wrestler I ever knew was Road Warrior Animal. Uh, I saw the spikes and everything, and I was like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. And then I had the Legion of Doom and then the whole nine yards from there. Uh, So I don't remember. It's like a very faint memory
0: of Animal is the first wrestler I ever, ever, ever saw and knew. Yeah, rest in peace to both Road Warrior Hawk and Road Warrior Animal. One of the greatest tag teams of all time. It was a huge mark out moment. Uh, I actually met Road Warrior Animal, and
1: I told him that story, and you know he was, you know, moved by that. And so I had my own little mark out moment when I first met him. So yeah, so definitely rest in peace.
0: But anyways, um, just watching wrestling grow- growing up and stuff. Um, obviously, there was that one point in time where you actually wanted to get into the business. So uh, what what time period was this, and kind of how did you get your start in wrestling?
1: Um, I mean, I barely remember a time where I didn't want to be a wrestler. Uh, like I just remember like being bullied in high school about it or even before then, you know, you you know how, if you're a wrestling fan, you know how they treat you for kids who don't stand, you know? And so I remember as long as back as I can remember, that's all I've wanted to be. And, uh, I remember when I first graduated high school, I went straight to Harley Races School, actually. Really? Uh, like, like, immediately. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that about me because it was such a short stint. Um, I didn't really, I didn't work a match with them or anything. I just uh, trained for about, I'd say about a year. Like it wasn't that long, um, but it really got me, like that introduction. a huge wake up call, I guess you could say, on how tough this business really is. Uh, sure. Fresh out of high school, and this was like, 2010, 2011. Oh so, wow. So- it was a really long time ago. Yeah. People don't know that I actually started there. And then, uh, due to circumstances, uh, it's a really long story, but due to circumstances, I actually had to stop for a really long time. And I never, never, I'd say about eight years I had to stop. Eight, nine years, eight years. Yeah. Eight years seems about right. And, um, I just, I never really like put wrestling on the back burner. I always had the intention of returning to wrestling for this entire eight years, but the circumstances I was in, uh, just actually kind of prevented me from doing so. No, I was not in prison. That's what everybody always has. No, I, I, I was not in prison. It's a, it's a really long uh, story kind of personal too, that really put me on the shelf for eight years and I never wanted to quit doing it. I still trained and went to the gym. Like as if I was going to return to wrestling, I made sure my squat was heavy so I can lift up big guys and stuff like that. I still train like as if I went like as if I was a wrestler. And uh, finally, I decided one day you, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to freaking do it like I don't really have a plan. I'm just going to just do it. And so I just went into it and then, you know, it's it just popped from there. And so and I just I don't want to stop. I want more and more and more from here. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, whatever your personal story is that kept you back for eight years, I'm glad you overcame that, and I'm glad you found your way to wrestling, because um, I I think the first time I seen you was right before I technically got into the business. It was a CCW show in 2019, I want to think, and I think you were like a last-minute replacement for somebody, and I I was like, hey, this guy's got a good look. He's pretty good in the ring. He's got a well, overall, I think what got me invested in you was just the good wrestler look that you have. So um, take that for what you will. But yeah. Um, yeah, I can do very
1: well is look good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look is one of those important things you gotta have in wrestling. So yeah, I, I never knew about the whole. I never knew you started off with Harley Race and about the whole eight-year break that you took. So I am thinking if my time calculation is correct. Whenever I first seen you was probably when you were kind of trying to first get back into wrestling. Yes, very much so. I had never been to
1: CCW before. I was just literally hopping on uh, the car with some of the uh, CCW guys, uh, Hollis Doreau being one of them. Uh, I just hopped up, uh, hopped in the car, and then uh, next thing you know, uh, they took one look at me, and they're like, yeah, uh, you're the replacement for tonight, and uh how do you feel about that? And I was like, sure, let's do it. And uh, it went by smooth. I remember that match actually, and uh, it felt really good. And then from there, I started getting the fan reactions. I started uh, searching through social media, and I was like, oh, it looks like CCW really likes me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this place a priority.
0: Well, there you go. Glad you did. And that's that's a great way to do it. Is just kind of hopping in cars with people and waiting for the opportunity to pop up like that. That's why I tell everybody. So uh, kind of before CCW, there was probably a little bit of time where you kind of started wrestling. Was there anything that happened before CCW that was of any significance?
1: Yeah, Uh, I was wrestling for KCXW, which is my hometown uh, company. Um, They actually own a school called XWC that I actually started training at. And uh, they so XWC and KCXW, they're kind of like a collab. And they pull students from the school, and then they put on shows. And so – and that's been – that's how I got my start, or my, my restart, I guess you could say. Yeah. And then uh, from there I went to all across Kansas. Uh, I went to Colorado, wrestled for Rocky Mountain Pro. Uh, in Kansas, it was like XWE, PCW. Um, went to Illinois for a little bit with a IWA, uh, WPW. Like, I just – As I keep thinking, I keep remembering all these companies that I just kind of one-shotted or two-shotted every once in a while. And uh, just kind of just, I remember when I first got back into it, I just kind of shotgunned every company. I didn't really say no to anyone unless there was an overlap on the booking dates. If someone reached out to me, I'm like, yes, let's do it. And so, and I hopped into all the cars. And then a year later, just by grinding and hitting all those uh, random companies, I remember getting on a WWE yeah, that's so, right. I'll just kinda end it there. I think everybody knows what happens
0: when <laughs> gets <a> view here. <laughs> uh still some hard feelings towards the the now Malachi black, eh? Yeah. Eh, fair. So uh, I think something that really I know I'm in the business now and stuff, but like as a fan, something that really, really attracts me just you as like how you dress up with the glow glasses and uh, the dubstep music so what what's kind of the inspiration behind all of that um, all right so there's
1: i'm just a huge sci-fi nerd like i admit that i'm like one of the biggest nerds ever like people look at me they see the height they see the muscles and they think oh ryan grew up and he was like some big all brawn no brain jock in school and i was like not at all not even close and so i was definitely a nerd growing up but i also understood physical fitness and so i was a a nerd with muscles i guess growing up and uh my nerdness was mainly targeted towards just sci-fi in general like i love all forms of sci-fi all genres of sci-fi from like cyberpunk to space punk to space horror like the alien series and predator So like uh, movies like Event Horizon, even like cartoons like Batman Beyond and stuff, you know, all these things that are just based in a futuristic setting or a space setting, any sort of sci-fi setting, I just tend to gravitate towards. It just something about that is kind of stuck with me. I was like, I can kind of blend space uh, sci-fi and like cybernetic sci-fi to become like a really cool sci-fi dude and just put it together. Uh, What really one of the phrases that I heard. Uh, when, when like studying sci-fi stuff was uh, the phrase Deus ex machina. But Deus ex machina is actually more of an English term. And so, because I've been I've been writing this uh, story for the longest time during this eight years. It's like a sci-fi epic story. I've, it's like it's got like sequels and prequels and stuff. Like I've been actually just really writing this long story, and it's just been taking me years and years. And I've kind of slowed down from doing it now since wrestling started, but. I would always come up with a bunch of writer's block moments. And the phrase Deus Ex Machina means deity in the machine or God in the machine. And so a Deus Ex Machina moment in English means, uh, or in storytelling or in theater in general, it means like a a situation where the protagonist is kind of like screwed. And then there's like this moment just that just happens out of nowhere. And it just kind of makes the viewer go, well, that's convenience. If that hadn't happened, that. The protagonist just died right there or something and so a deus ex machina moment means that like that's that moment of like where it's like well that's a coincidence uh so the deus would be like the author the machine would be the story so as i was writing the story i heard this phrase deus ex machina and i was like huh god and the machine okay i can blend sort of like heavenly sci-fi vibes with like machine vibes together and just put it together and just make this infinite character and then it just there you go and I just started building from there
0: it's very cool man I always love to I always love to hear that um wrestlers take a lot of their personal interests and kind of put them together to make a wrestling character so that's really really cool um you said cyberpunk this is kind of off topic but what's your thoughts on the cyberpunk 2077 game
1: It's good now that it's slightly fixed. It's playable, but I'm just really waiting for them to finish it, and then I'll play it again, like my second playthrough. So, but I love that game regardless. Like it's it's pretty cool to just kind of just drive around a futuristic city. I'll like turn the map off and everything, and just kind of just take in the environment. And it's like, this is where I was supposed to be, not in this boring modern world. I need to be in the future.
0: Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same page as you. Like, I enjoy the game and the futuristic environment. Uh, I think I'm, I played it the other day and it just kind of, I don't know, I got a thought that was like, I'm going to wait for the PS5 version to come out to give it another shot because, you know, it's a really good game, but obviously it's had a lot of its issues. very controversial, but if you're big into stories, kind of like we are, then I think you would enjoy the game. Exactly, and I'm I have a huge bias just by being
1: a sci-fi nerd in general. So hey, same here, same here. <laughs> regardless.
0: <laughs> so um, right now in CCW you're you're in a tag team with uh the Pariah Adam James, correct? That is correct. Yeah. So how'd you two get how'd you two get acquainted? Back at uh, KCXW,
1: um, he wrestles for KCXW as well. Uh, we started our own team there. Actually, the uh. The trainer slash promoter there he wanted us to be a team and he's like you guys a team come up with something and i'm like okay here we go and so i started uh thinking of like sci-fi words and stuff and i was like oh singularity i was like there's a whole like movement or like ideology out there called like transhumanism where it talks about uh man into machines and stuff and i was like i can kind of blend that i was like pariah is more of a dark character But I was like, how about we blend futurism and fantasy into one genre? Just skip the modern world. let's just go to the past and let's just take the future and get more of like a sci-fi fantasy feel with us together. So it's just another genre of sci-fi to me when I'm with him. One fan actually described it pretty well. He came up to me and he's like, he's like, dude, I love the team. It's like, it's like, what's that? What's that one really hard game that everybody hates to play it's like an old xbox game or something dark souls dark souls it's like dark souls meets cyberpunk i love it and i was like hey you get it that makes sense
0: (laughs) uh now i kind of see it because like you're more of the futuristic guy and then uh adam's more of like the i don't know i get a metal vibe from him exactly so it's like dubstep meets metal So are you like a personal fan of dubstep or anything or is it just kind of fit the character? Because uh, the reason I ask is because like back in like the early 2010s, I was a big dubstep fan. I was. I'm not going to lie. So (laughs) I think we all were.
1: I still am. And uh, I I still listen to it. I don't care what people think. Uh, I also don't listen to just dubstep. Like there's like sub genres to dubstep. Like, for instance, like the Singularity's theme song is more metal step. That's actually a genre. If you go on YouTube and just type in metal step, you'll hear a bunch of stuff that sounds just like it. So there's metal step, there's hip hop infused with dubstep. So it's more of like the 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 wubby sound that I like as opposed to like the music because you can blend the wubby wub stuff with just about any genre out there, making oh, it sure. making it pretty cool and interesting. So that's essentially what I do with Pariah. I just took like his metal theme and uh, I made a theme song, just put some wubby stuff to like some metal and there you go. You got death step or metal step or whatever they call it.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because like dubstep used to be its own thing. And now like you listen to modern day music and you can like tell the influence of like, I mean, Skrillex is doing songs with Justin Bieber for crying out loud. Yeah. So.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> dubstep with just about anything. So I'm a very versatile character as a result because of that. So your CCW career kind of started off just as a last-minute replacement. And then um, I think after that, you compete in the One Night Riot. You have a match on Super Show and stuff. Of course, your tag team with Adam kind of got – kind of get in the face of Mr. 100 a little bit. So um, what was that all about? (laughs) I don't know, man. I just uh, saw a – we saw
1: someone in the ring. He was recruiting that night, and I was like, hey, let's go say something. <laughs> so we went out there, and I was like, well, whether he takes us or he doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, we're still going to be the singularity. We're still going to be badass. You know, it doesn't. So we, we just wanted to make our name known. We took our shots, and uh, they gave us a match with uh, Crowley, which was actually a really fun match. Probably one of my most favorite fun matches I've ever been in. So it paid off in the
0: end. Great. So um obviously you work in other places, like I know you do some work with IWA over in Illinois, uh Kansas City Extreme. Uh so what's what's going on in other places right now? Mm, Journey Pro. Uh Journey, Journey Pro. Journey Pro is also in Kansas City. Um Yeah, Matt Jackson runs that, correct? Uh no, um DJ Stewart and Hartson. Oh, Okay. I knew I knew it was I knew it was affiliated with uh, St. Louis Anarchy in a way. Yeah, yes, uh, a lot of the Anarchy
1: guys come over there. I wrestled for them, so they got a show coming up, and I, I'll be there as well. Um, there's another new company in Kansas City, DWF. They just they book a lot of the Journey guys as well as uh, outside talent as well. A lot of good production there. Dak Draper is from Kansas City, so Dak Draper's around here, if you know who he is from Ring of Honor. Oh, Water. yeah. Oh, yeah, I know Dak. Yeah, I was just hanging out with him the other day. They just did a uh, Dak is back uh, show, where Dak comes back <laughs> to Kansas City. Um, have you ever got to work
0: him? No, but I met him and hung out with him. Really cool um, dude. Very yeah, somebody. Cool. Yeah, somebody needs to book that. You versus Dak. That'd be great. Great to have him. He would love it there. <laughs> um,
1: what's another one? So. Colorado's doing some big things. I w- I've always wanted to go back to them at uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. They bring a lot of big names from there.
0: And then there's the Anarchy Crew. I've been always trying to get into St. Louis. Well, it sounds like you're making it rounds. I mean, I've heard about Journey Pro a lot, never been up there. But, I mean, that's a great opportunity for you to take. Yes, definitely. So you've been working for a little over two years now, or a little over... So, three or three or four. I can't. I can't do math right now. <laughs> approaching four. Basically approaching four. Okay. So uh, just from the time you've been wrestling, and maybe even all the way back to Harley Race. What What are some of your favorite memories so far? Man, it's just like I. I just really like uh, the promoter Jason
1: Wells at CCW. Yes, he's a he's an awesome man. Like I see his process and like how his brain puts things together. Uh, afterwards, we usually hang out together with, uh, other wrestlers after the shows just to kind of celebrate and just picking his brain and just, he's, a, he's just also just a really funny, cool dude. And so there's a lot of memories just in CCW alone. So I really like that locker room. There's nobody there that I hate. Um, there's a lot of memories there, ups and downs. And, you know, I just, I told Jason, I said, Hey, I'm going to make CCW a priority. So he he took that and so i'm still getting booked and i'm like that's great and i'm having fun doing it so a lot of the memories uh come from
0: ccw to be honest hey that's great man jason jason's one of my favorite people i mean i could talk about jason all day Uh, they don't call him the brain for nothing right exactly so um no pun intended but kind of looking towards the future um what, what are some of you some goals or potential opponents that you have in mind I want my rematch with Alistair, like a dark horse. I really
1: don't care what platform it's on. I just want to. I actually want to actually wrestle wrestle him. And I ha- and I ever since that moment, I have like the whole match in my head, uh, except for who goes over, because I don't care. I just want to have my match. So I have like my moments in there that I'd want to do. Obviously, he would be the vet in that match, so he'd have control over everything. But I do have little things here and there that I would like to do with him. That would be very interesting. So, yeah, i really like to get my revenge on Alistair, or at least a match, uh, or Malachi now. Um, right. I've had so many favorite wrestlers growing up, so it's like I can't, like, take, like, one specific wrestler and just say I want to wrestle him. I would say if I were to, like, if I were to, like, really be digging really hard, it would probably be, like, Randy Orton. I really have always been, like, a Randy Orton fan. Uh, Brock Lesnar, but...
0: I think those are guys that anyone would want to wrestle. <laughs> so. Of course, yeah. Those are those are high list dream opponents. So to say, Randy Hunt's on my bucket list of people just just to hang out with and just p- pick their brain. You know, kind of like okay. you were saying with Jason. There's a lot in going on. Probably Orton's head. He's been there forever. Oh yeah, yeah. out. He's learned a lot. Oh, absolutely. If not the best wrestler in the world, I would say definitely one of them. Definitely in the top five. How about uh, AEW? That's a good story to tell. It's actually kind of funny.
1: Uh, I was just on AEW recently. For real? Oh. Yeah, as an extra, I was one of uh, Darby Allin's little henchmen slash Sting's henchmen. No way. So, so yeah, I have it on my Instagram and stuff. Uh, just there's a little moment w- where basically the the spot was. I don't know if you remember it. I think it was the same spot where. Darby Allen, like just bulldozed MJF over the barricade and it looked really nasty. I don't know if you remember that moment or not when they came to uh, Kansas City and um, I was there, but our task was Sting was supposed to come out and point a bat at a, I believe MJF and, and we were supposed to be like his little henchmen. We we're supposed to pile up behind him and he's supposed to point his bat and lead a charge. Well, Sting wasn't down with actually doing that. He, uh, he just basically just charged out to the ring, and we all just scattered behind him. And so there was a spot that we were supposed to remember, and we're supposed to remember the uh, chair spot from uh, – what's his face? Uh, the chairman. What's his name? I can't remember. Sean, Sean Spears? Sean Spears, yeah. Um, so he came out with a chair, and he was supposed to clock us with the chair, at least one person. And then we're supposed to, like, pull them to the back, almost, like, just mound them and just, like, just bombard them with a whole bunch of, like, uh, Darby Allin characters, just pull pulling them to the back, almost like they're being pulled into the underworld or something. And so it was a cool cinematic moment, but Sting wasn't really down for it. He just wanted to charge to the ring. We all got scattered, and I actually kind of broke away from my group, and so I was kind of singled out on the ramp, And I and I remember as I was walking down the ramp, I hear, clack and i was like oh that must be the chair shot it's really early (laughs) and so i turn around and it actually wasn't the planned person i was supposed to take the chair shot it was actually one of my friends um uh aaron clay if you know you remember him he's the big clay una now oh oh, the big clay una yep yeah he took the chair shot he was also there and i see him on the ground and i'm like well, that's not right. He was supposed to take the chair shot, <laughs> but he's selling on the grounds. And I look up and I see uh, Wardlow and everybody and Sean Spears, and they're all getting pulled back into the uh, the little Darby abyss. And uh, I just start pushing them all back and just helping out. Real quick video of me doing that on Instagram. So I got a few TV time you know, a little bit of TV time on uh, AEW and I got to work with Sting, which is also one of my favorite characters of all time. So that was a huge moment uh, to hang out with my friends and be a part of.
0: Hey, that's really cool, man. If I would known about that, I would have put it over a little more, but I've been kind of living under a rock these past few months when it comes to wrestling. So I'm not going to lie. I don't really, I don't really watch wrestling week to week anymore. I just kind of watch highlights and stuff. I just find that I kind of, enjoy the, 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 mainstream product a little more doing it that way. Right. But Hey, that's a, that's a really cool opportunity. I'm glad you got to do that, man. Um, so we're kind of getting to the end, I think. Um, do you got anything big coming up that you want to talk about or you want the fans to know about it could be wrestling personal projects or anything like that? Um, well, I'm making some necessary changes in my life. That's
1: going to allow me to make more time for wrestling. So I got a lot of planned projects. I want to do cool promos. You know, I put a bunch of effort into my promos. Uh, The Kansas city wrestling scene is about to explode. So I'm going to start getting footage and content made for that. Uh, It's my hometown. So I'm going to really put some effort into it. Uh, And uh, with this uh, new amount of time that's coming on my hands, that's going to make that process a little more streamlined and easier for me. So I got to, Got, got to stay tuned. Uh, there's a lot of plans for the infinite. I just got to make
0: a plan because no plan at all has a plan to fail. Fair enough. I'm glad that the I'm glad that the Kansas City scene is kind of starting to take off because it seems like we have the St. Louis scene, and then we got like stuff kind of in the middle of Missouri, like you got New Breed and American Championship Wrestling, right. and then you got CCW and Hcw down this way. But it just seemed like Kansas City had the Kansas City Extreme and the Journey Pro, but that was kind of it. So I'm kind of, I'm really glad to hear that things are starting to take off there. And I'll definitely be looking at that. Awesome. Awesome. So um, any final message before we end this thing today, man? Anything you want to leave the fans with? Just like a thank
1: you, really. Because like, um, I've been really just developing this character for like the longest time, for eight years of my life um and i really and i put so much thought into it and when you have 8 years to think about something you put so much thought and i've cut some stuff out added some stuff even today i'm like cutting things out adding some things just trying to see what really gets their attention and i've no, i've been noticing as of late that it is working i'm getting a lot of uh like fan mail that is very positive um stuff that i don't even think i'm qualified to even receive like i've gotten like like you really helped me with my life and stuff like that i'm like wow i had no idea i had that much of an influence with my uh, little following that i have and so i'm starting to realize that perspective of, about wrestling now is that i'm trying to make the fans a little bit more engaged with the infant it with the infinite and so he's not so closed off all the time because he's always been kind of like a mysterious character that people have always had to work to figure out who he is and now i'm just kind of just saying here i am look at me now I'm stepping into the light so i think i'm really getting my strides i'm noticing the feedback and i just want to keep bringing out more content for the fans so if, if i could say anything to the fans it's just thank you thank you very much and thank you jason uh thank you for all the promoters that have given me opportunities i'll I usually get a whole lot of uh and you're you're really tall and you got and you look good, so let's put you out there and see what you can do so i'm I'm glad to see that my hard work in the gym is paying off too so it doesn't look like I've uh failed in any areas just yet, so I just gotta say I'm blessed and I'm thankful for, for for everything so far and there's a whole lot more planned
0: well, it was awesome to learn a lot about you today man um don't stop doing what you're doing right now because you're doing a great job you got a great feature ahead of you and The only person that can hold you back is yourself. So um, where can people find you at on social media? I know you mentioned you have an Instagram and a YouTube.
1: Right. So the YouTube is Ryan the Infinite Jingel. Uh, And then there's Instagram and Twitter. And I always get the names backwards. It's either the Infinite Ryan or Ryan the Infinite. I think Instagram is the Infinite Ryan and Twitter is Ryan the Infinite. I always get them backwards. But you can find me on those handles. and. I'm going to start upping my content now. So now that I have a little bit more time on my hands, so
0: uh, go ahead and follow me on there and uh, I'll be, I'll be thankful. Great, man. I'm I also forgot to mention, I love your promos on YouTube. I think you're got some pretty good promo work going on in there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, So keep make sure you keep at that too. Blech. Can't talk today. Make sure you keep at that too, man. Good. i'm glad people actually like the promos
1: i yeah. put a lot of time and uh resources into those
0: yeah i could tell man it pays off so um you can find my podcast four sides podcast at foursidesib.com. we have facebook twitter instagram we have uh merchandise at tpublic.com we actually just put up some new designs with our new logo and stuff so make sure you go over there grab a new t-shirt um make sure you check out our select podcast platforms: spotify apple Apple, and Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Um, FoursidesIV.com, you will get all of our links. Um, Infinite or Ryan, whichever you prefer, um, appreciate you for coming on here today, man. Like I said, great to learn a lot about you, and you got a bright future ahead of you, man.
1: Appreciate you. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Well, thank you to the fans of Foursides for joining us today. Um, we will see you on the next episode. Until then, uh, don't drive unless you have to. because there's a lot of snow outside and try to stay warm and all that. See you next time. Peace.